Hello and welcome to Harbour Voices, a series of true story podcasts showcasing and celebrating the lives of people who call the harbour area of Aberdeen home. We'll be digging deep into the life and lives around the harbour area of Aberdeen. We'll be giving voice to some of the many stories of harbour life from those who live and work in and around its waters. Hi, I'm Carol and uh, thank you so much for having me on. I am currently involved around the harbour area through Grey Hope Bay, which is a charity operating a community centre and cafe at Tory Battery. One of the memories is, it's it's a really recent memory. So yeah. it was only a few weeks ago, I was at uh, at the centre with uh, my daughter and her friend and they're, they're 11 and uh, we were coming back along Grey Hope Road and we stopped, we were quite high up, you know, into the harbour and the tide was quite high and there were three dolphins literally like 15 metres away from the shore, just, you know, kind of breaching and playing in the water and it was absolutely incredible <laughs> to be so close to them and to see them there and it just so peaceful, so calm. Uh, there's another gentleman that had also stopped to watch and we just watched this incredible um, display uh, and literally like you know within 15 meters of us and and I just I, I can't think of any other time that I've been that close to an animal like that in nature so um, and, and that I mean that's just a, a testament to to the harbor and to the the place and how diverse and in the marine uh, environment it is yeah that's the thing like we were talking to Natalie Hughes in a previous Harbour Voices podcast and she was saying she's from Torrey and for many years people doubted that there were dolphins at the battery and now we've got a viewing platform to, to look at them and to watch them dance and do their thing essentially so I mean yeah, that absolutely. change in, in only about 20 25 years or so is quite mm. remarkable really and Grey Hope Bay is really at the front of that is kind of saying look here's a platform to enjoy a coffee and to look out and watch what the beauty of the natural world has for us mm. in the northeast of Scotland. Um, so what would you say your connection is to the harbour it can be Aberdeen Harbour or Torrey area obviously you're working at Grey Hope if you when you moved here is that something that you used to like coming to do you have any connection special connection outside Grey Hope? So I think my primary connection um, in a much wider sense would be to the sea itself. So I've always been very attracted to the sea and to being in the sea, whether that's swimming or surfing or paddling or all the great things that um, the, the sea provides um, uh, for, for recreation and just for like a deeper connection to, to that uh, beautiful environment. So I've always been very attracted to it in that way from a personal level. And then, um, well, I'm also a scuba diver and all, I guess that, that initial um, love for the sea brought me into the space of sustainability and promoting awareness and uh, behavior change around um, protecting that marine environment um, that's so important for us all. About four years ago I was introduced to Fiona uh, as somebody who had a really creative and innovative vision for for a project at Tory Battery and we had a coffee together just uh, you know simply to chat about ideas and um, and points in common so at that time I was working for a not-for-profit that was uh, working primarily in Latin America around plastics in the sea and so I had this vision of you know 
environmental standards and protecting the sea and all those things. And so at that time, at that first coffee, we kind of connected on that part of um, our passion. And and then when the time came and when Fiona was looking for somebody to come uh, into the project, uh, I applied and then I was able to start working uh, in 2019. <laughs> so wow. it's been a while. Mm. Excellent. It must have been a long road to get to where it is today. Do you want to talk us through some of the things and what you were faced with at the very start? Well, when I joined the project, it was already uh, complete as a vision. So Fiona had been working for years with quite a few important individuals to the project, such as Gokai Davici, who is the architect from um, Scott Sutherland School of Architecture at RGU and uh, a strong board and you know just I, I can't name everybody because there was quite a few people involved um, to get the design of the project ready to, to get uh, a lot of that um, foundational work done and also a long period of community consultation. Some people might remember um, the pop-up shop at the Bonacord uh, and so when I joined, it was really a moment in time where uh, we needed as a project to um, ramp up some fundraising and to really deliver the project and is kind of, you know, taking it across the finish line. So over those years, um, we together worked on uh, just communicating what the project was, you know, that vision that we had for the project um, and, and who could see themselves in it and, and how people could join and support uh, the project and uh, it was really exciting. We had lots of good momentum and of course uh, right smack in the middle of it we were faced like everyone uh, with the challenges of the pandemic, of the lockdown and of a changing landscape of uh, and a lot of uncertainty. <laughs> um, however we managed to continue um, going through that period uh, and then as soon as we could uh, we, we started uh, the, the build, which was uh, in September of last year, and we opened doors in April of this year. So, I mean, that's a very, very fast wrap up <laughs> of all the twists and turns. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, it sounds um, like quite a journey. And I mean, I can't believe it's only been April this year since it's been in, you know, open to the public because it feels like it's been in my consciousness for so many years. So I just think, you know, it's such a, an asset to have in Aberdeen. Do you have any uh, standout moments of the journey or even now since you've opened that kind of just spring to mind when you're thinking about all the work that's gone into it? Anything that pops in? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there, are, there are many. I think, you know, um, we had so much fun in, uh, in the delivery of, of the, the fundraising phase of this project. So some of those standout moments were the community um, events that, that we brought um, forward with the help of our skippers. And there was just quite a few really fun moments. So once we did a, um, a fancy dress Santa sup. <laughs> What is that? We all dressed up like Santa Clauses and and stand up paddle down the D with uh, Scott with Campbell um, from Scott Surf uh, at the lead of that. So that was you know that was pretty special and remarkable when I was floating down the river towards the the boathouse with all these Santas. I thought, wow, <laughs> this is something I've never done before. Sometimes it still doesn't feel real when we're up at the center and, you know, when the community um, 
coffee mornings or the creative workshops and just watching people in the space and enjoying the space and the views and then obviously the dolphins <laughs> that show up and put on these beautiful um well i hesitate to call it a show because they're just you know behaving as dolphins do but it is quite spectacular those really those those early days of actually seeing the containers moving and coming to site um and 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 being laid onto the foundations those were really big moments as well i think one of the most touching moments really was when we had our our uh community and stakeholders uh day just pre to opening to the public and um some very um supportive and passionate community members came into the space and actually started having tears in their eyes and that kind of led to a little you know well uh, yeah, quite an emotional moment of, of just realization that this was real um and that this was here and that you know all everybody's efforts had come to to fruition i've been in aberdeen now for over six years and i've always been at the beach, I've always been, you know, enjoying my time around Fiddy. So obviously that's very close to the harbor. And now from Greyhoe Bay, we have such a beautiful view of the harbor, the city, the coastline. And so that connection continues in that way. If you've had an opportunity to come to Greyhoe Bay, you'll realize that, you know, ship watching is one of the primary um, things that you can do when you're up there. If the dolphins aren't there, uh, there's always yeah, ships to see and uh, the traffic in and out of the harbor to just experience and watch. And so that's that's a connection. Oh, also, I, I absolutely love the reflection of the water on the harbor tower. Do you know what I mean? I do, but please. Yeah, I, I think many people know would mean. know what I mean, right? Like that sparkling glow, that is absolutely spectacular. You know, like you feel right in it. So it's it's uh, it's quite special in that way. Yeah, and um, are you still uh, swimming in the North Sea? Because I remember a few summers back, you were um, quite often going out in, in your swimsuit down to the sea. Is that something that you still partake in or is it something that you enjoy doing? Yes, I'm still swimming, maybe a little bit less than uh, I, you know, I think there was that peak of wild swimming during uh, the lockdowns. Um, maybe I'm swimming a little bit less than them, but yeah, than then. But uh, yeah, absolutely still swimming. Still love that, um, that experience of being in the, in the cold water. It's, uh, it's a really special experience. Mm. One final question just to end on. What would you say or do you have any thoughts on what the future of the harbour might look like? What would you like to see? Hmm. <laughs> Interesting question, Lucy. <laughs> um, I really think that the, the future I would love to see for the harbor is one that's more accessible um, for people. Um, I think, you know, in the sense that when we're on our, on the the Tory the Tory side of the of the harbor, it, there is a feeling a little bit of disconnect from the rest of the coastline, and it'd be interesting to explore ways of of making that connection easier, particularly for pedestrians, for cyclists, for uh, people with lower mobility, uh, to make their way over to uh, the south side of the harbor um, because it is such a beautiful area. Uh, so I really hope to see more accessibility built into the harbour. Um, of course, uh, anything that's around renewables, sustainability is welcome as well. So I think, yeah, just, just creating a, 
an open an open place for people to enjoy that that beautiful the natural side of the harbor and and its history as well it's, it's a very interesting place isn't it mm-hmm. the oldest is it the oldest uh, incorporated company in the uk i think I, I hope i'm not making things up but it's something like that <laughs> it's yeah, quite it fascinating be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, excellent. Well, thank you so much, Carol. Thank you for coming on and talking to us at Harbour Voices and sharing your excellent work that's happening at Greyhope Bay. I really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, Lucy. Thanks for having me. And it's a pleasure to have this opportunity to chat with you and to uh, share some of the things that we've been up to. This podcast is produced by Open Road, a company that champions true life stories and histories. Harbour Voices has been supported by the Year of Scottish Stories 2022 Community Stories Fund. This fund has been delivered in partnership between Visit Scotland and Museums Gallery Scotland with support from the National Lottery Heritage Fund. It's also been supported by Creative Scotland's Culture Collective Fund. Thank you to all our funders. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please share and spread the word.